Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Mindfulness with Rabbi G, where we're exploring concepts of mindfulness from a Jewish perspective, explaining what we call Jewish mindfulness. So, as we've discussed, living mindfully, if we live in a mindful way, it has tremendous benefits. So, not only does it bring greater fulfillment um, and greater potential of each moment and each experience, not only does it bring us closer to our purpose when we do it in a way of value-based living, as we spoke about last week, but looking for the opportunities in each moment to implement our values. But also we know that living mindfully increases well-being. It increases calmness, it reduces stress, and it's just good for us in terms of how we live. So what I want to do today is have a look at a different aspect of living mindfully, um, based in part on the work of Jonathan Feiner, who wrote a book on mindfulness of a Jewish perspective. And it has to do with the idea of how we deal with negative emotions, um, which is linked, of course, with the idea that we spoke about of using everything in every moment um, for purpose, for a value, for meaning. So what I mean by dealing with negative emotions in terms of mindfulness is we know that mindfulness means paying attention to the present, making the current moment work, using every moment and every opportunity in the moment that we find ourselves to live with a higher purpose and meaning as we explained in great detail last week. But often it's difficult because often what happens is we are experiencing at the time of this particular moment, we're experiencing negative emotion. We might be worried about something. Okay, so of course that has to do with letting go or, or not worrying about the future. But it might be a certain painful emotion. We were upset about something. We're feeling down. We... Uh, are in pain, emotional pain, for, 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 for whatever reason. And often we think to ourselves, well, this is kind of a wasted moment. This moment is wasted. In other words, I can't really function now. I'm not feeling in a good mood. I'm, I'm just not up to it. I'm not in the mood. I'm not feeling up. I'm not feeling strong. I'm not feeling resilient. Because, as I say, there might be a range of emotions that are interfering. And those emotions dis distract ourselves. They, they take us away from paying attention. I'm sure everyone's had that, that experience that you want to really focus on something, you want to concentrate on something, and you're just bothered by something. You're feeling an emotion, you're feeling sad, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling down, you're feeling angry, you're feeling resentful, revengeful, whatever, whatever the emotion might be, and it's distracting us of what I want to do now. So what we try to do sometimes, either we give up, and we're just not able to be present in that moment, or we try to go into denial. We try to pretend that emotion is not here. No, I'm going to be fine. I'm good. Let's go for it. None of those really work, actually. Some of them work short, short term, but it doesn't work. It backfires often. Now, we need, to, we need to explain something very fundamental, particularly from a Jewish perspective. There's a huge difference between acknowledging something and being okay with it. So what do I mean by that? One of the things we do find in Jewish literature 
very much in line with modern psychological literature, is the importance of acknowledging the emotions that we have. The importance of knowing that we have them. That doesn't mean we're okay to live with them. It doesn't mean we're okay for them to distract us. That's a very, very fundamental difference. In Jewish thinking, particularly, we're supposed to make every moment count. We're supposed to make every day one of meaning and purpose. And therefore, we are supposed to overcome negative emotions. But overcome negative emotions does not mean denying that they exist, number one. Because if we deny they exist, we haven't dealt with it. And it might, short term, momentarily, not get in the way, but it will come back to bite us. Because a suppressed emotion is one that will jump up at any unexpected sudden time and distract us and take us away from our current focus. Nor does it mean, so therefore denying it, it doesn't mean being strong does not mean to deny the emotion, but nor does it mean to let the emotion get in the way. It doesn't mean to let it distract us. Now, let me give you an example, something that I mentioned a number of times before, but we see this very strongly in Jewish writing with regard to grief. So when someone goes to, God forbid, loses a loved one, goes through a process of grief, we have in Jewish law, we have very specific, very specific um, laws that govern the laws of grieving. We are told we have to grieve. We tear our garments, we sit on a low stool, we don't greet people in the same way, right? There's that process of, of, of Shiva. We know in modern literature, of course, there's the concept of the various stages of grief, which actually is very much in line uh, with the ancient stages of mourning according to Jewish law. But that's for a different discussion. But what is important is that one of the reasons we have all the laws of mourning in Torah is because the Torah, Jewish law, gives and mandates the expression of emotion. It is important to understand and acknowledge that emotion is there. And part of the reason, part of the reason that we acknowledge it is to deal with it and not let it get in the way. So just to give you another further example from the laws of mourning, it is incredible that when a person is, God forbid, loses a loved one and is mourning and is in grief, just to use that as an example, right, that the person will express the grief and particularly in the very beginning in quite an intense way, quite a strong way, like I say, tearing garments, sitting on a low stool and so on and so forth, and yet the mourner will say Kaddish. And Kaddish means... In fact, people misunderstand it often. Kaddish has nothing to do with the soul. Kaddish has to do with praising God, acknowledging God, and strengthening our faith. In other words, what Kaddish is saying is, when, a, when a, someone who loses a loved one says Kaddish, it means, I acknowledge the pain. I'm not pretending the pain doesn't exist. I acknowledge the pain. But I'm going to be focused and strong with my faith and connection, despite the fact that the pain is there. So I'm expressing the pain, it's intense, and therefore when it's intense, Jewish law says not even enough to acknowledge it, you have to have to express it. Sometimes acknowledgement is sufficient, sometimes it needs actually to be expressed. But nevertheless, whatever the case is, I acknowledge that it's there, or even I express it, but I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to be able to say, I'm going to be able to declare and confirm my, my, my absolute belief, my acceptance, my faith, 
and I'm going to make this meaning, this moment as meaningful as possible. And in that particular example, the process works that with time, we make it more meaningful, we introduce more positivity with time, in the correct time, at the right pace, and we learn not to ignore it, not to pretend it's not there, not even to pretend that it's gone away, but to become stronger and stronger in living with it and still being in the moment, not letting that emotion draw us down, take us away or distract us. So that's an extreme example. But then let's go back to the example that we are giving. The person is angry, a person feels pain with something, emotional pain, the person is upset about something, um, annoyed about something, whatever the case is, to pretend it doesn't exist is silly because it does exist, it's there. For most of us, it's, 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 it's not true that we don't feel feelings of anger sometimes or we don't feel feelings of rage or, 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 or revenge or resentment or sadness or whatever the case is, it's there. And if we don't acknowledge it, it will come back, it will bounce back at us. So therefore, we need to not pretend, we need to know that it's there and yet live with it at the same time. One of the, one of the examples, one of the strategies or an example that creates a strategy that is often talked about. It's talked about in, um, I saw it in the literature of, of um, Russ Harris, where he talks about what's called uh, Acceptance Commitment Theory, um, Therapy Act. Um, and it's in many, many other places as well, where they talk about uh, mindful living and accepting the negativity that we have and just ignoring it, accepting it in order to ignore it. Again, accepting to ignore is very different to pretend it's not there. So the, let me give you an example. So the analogy they give is one that is of a bus driver. So imagine a bus driver who's driving a bus. That's his job. He's driving from one place to, a, to a, another. Um, some of the stops, some of the journeys between stops can be lengthy. And there's a bunch of, a bunch of noisy and annoying passengers on the bus. So... And they're and they're getting in his way. They're they're loud. They're they're screaming at him. They they're just getting in the way. Now, of course, if the opportunity arises, he could throw them off, but that's not always possible. So there are two things that can happen. Well, three things. He can pretend they're not there, which is useless because they are there and they're disturbing. He can throw them off the bus. Not always possible. So the only thing a true bus driver could do is he could accept that they're there. The passengers are there. And he can choose, because he's in the driver's seat, he can choose to focus on the road and to ignore them. But it's a choice. It's a choice that comes from acknowledging that they are there. They are there, but I need to do the work in being focused. That's where mindful living becomes so important. Where Even where there's something that's emphatically distracting, there's a choice to be made to say, I know it's there, but I'm going to choose to ignore it. The reason I'm going to choose to ignore it and not let it get in the way because I am in the driver's seat. I can make a choice. I have the strength deep down. I'm not defined by those thoughts that are there. So to give an example, someone says something very annoying to us. Um, something didn't go away. We're upset. We have a we have a sort of a pain. We need to accept that it's there, but then remember that it doesn't define us and we still have a choice to be in the driver's seat. We have a choice to be in control and to say, I am annoyed, I recognize it, it's the passengers there, but I'm going to choose to focus on the road. I'm going to choose to find the opportunities in this moment that will make it work and make it fulfilling and make it meaningful and purposeful. I will choose to concentrate on those positive things in this particular experience 
to find what it is in these moments that I can do to live by my values as we discussed last week and that even might mean to ignore the thought, to ignore the emotion. But I can only do that if I acknowledge that it's there. Jonathan Fine, as I mentioned before, gives a a very nice uh, example in his book and he said, if you try to get rid of the emotion, then obviously what that's like is, he says, when you try the effort to rid ourselves of pain can become more cumbersome than the pain itself. It's like when you're bothered by a buzzing fly in the room, the effort to catch the fly requires more energy than learning to sit with the annoyance of the buzzing. And therefore, it's the same sort of thing. Let's say we're in a bad mood and someone says, you know, I just can't, I'm not going to speak publicly until I get rid of the anxiety. I'm not going to be able to study until I'm in a better mood. I'm not going to be able to be a good parent if I'm feeling down. And therefore, we wait for that emotion to go away and it doesn't go away. Mindful living means we acknowledge that it's there. In extreme cases like grief, we even have to give it some expression, not always. But whatever the case is, we acknowledge that it's there and we make a choice. We make a choice. I'm going to live with it. It's there, but I am in the driver's seat. So part of part of living mindfully, therefore, means that I am in control. I'm in control to make a choice what I do now and what I focus on now. Not by ignoring that something doesn't exist. It does exist. The fly is there. The mood is there. The anxiety might be there, but I choose to focus on what can make this moment fully potentially fulfilled. How this moment can be one that I am fully present and I make the best and maximize every bit of opportunity in this particular experience. Now, this is such an important thing because we all go through these different emotions every day we have this. Hopefully not anything serious, but we all go somewhere, we get in sort of bad mood and we're just hard to function. That's when we have to remember this choice that we have, the bad mood, the emotions, it's all passengers on the bus. It's not me. I am the one who makes the choice and I choose what to be focused on. From a Jewish perspective, of course, it becomes more understood when we think about the power of the soul, the power of the power of our essence, the power of our purity, which is not defined by the negative emotions, by the negative experiences. It's always there. It just needs to be accessed and it gives us the power to make that choice. So let's just internalize this a little bit and just meditate for a few moments to try and become one with this idea. So good way to start the day, just when you're feeling calm and a relaxed position, just try and ignore any distractions and slowly close your eyes. To begin, as we always do, just to practice the art of being conscious paying attention, paying attention on purpose, just turn your attention to your breathing. Focus on each breath in and out. Feel every inhalation, every exhalation. Just do that for a few moments, just with real focus and real consciousness and real awareness. Continue focusing on each breath. If your mind wanders, just gently and non-judgmentally just bring it back into focus.
you continue to focus on your breathing, remember that focusing, mindful living, paying attention on purpose, is a choice that we have. We can choose at any moment to pay attention. You can be paying attention to each breath. Try to rack up that consciousness by just paying attention to where you're sitting. Become aware of the different parts of your body. Feel the feet on the ground. Feel the sensation of making contact with the bed, the chair. Pay attention to your breathing. Breathe deeply and feel the sensation of the breath filling your lungs and the feeling of breathing out. Just do that for a few moments. Again, if your mind wanders, make the choice to come back slowly, paying attention again. That choice comes from who we are, the depth of our soul, to be connected, to be focused, to be spiritually in control. Focusing on your breath, remembering that each breath, each nishima, is an expression of the nishama, the purity of the soul, not defined by negative emotions, not defined by sadness, not defined by things that may exist but it is who it is. It's pure, spiritual, divine, pursuing meaning and purpose. That's what's the heart of our soul. For a moment, just visualize or think of something that gets you down. Think of a negative emotion, sadness, anxiety, resentment we have them but picture them like passengers on the bus visualize the bus we are the driver we are our soul we are in control we are in the driver's seat I choose to focus on the road I choose to focus on my values. I choose to pay attention. I choose to live with the bad mood. It's just a passenger in the bus, but I can make a choice to focus on the road. Just go back to your breathing. Each breath is an expression of our nishama. Each breath reminds us of a freshness of our soul to always have the choice to be in the moment.
hold on to that thought come back to where you are and hopefully take it away with you for the rest of the day throughout the day we'll have things that get in the way we'll have emotions if we're normal that's what the day is going to look like and it's about each moment making that choice acknowledging that it's there but making the choice to focus on something else to be in the moment to make every moment count to its absolute fullest so I wish every day a, everyone a meaningful day a good day and a day filled with meaning and purpose